Hey guys, welcome to, this is going to be episode two of In The Zone. Uh, I am to my, this side of me is Michael. You can't see him right now, but um, he's there. So Michael, say hello. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Is there anything you'd like the audience to know about you before we start this podcast? I mean, I'm one of Nick's friends from high school. Uh I'm in FFA. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's it. Okay, so on the docket for today, talking politics, we're going to stay in reason here. That We're going to be like a little bit reasonable here. We're going to talk about the uh, shifts from conservative to Democrat in both parties at this point, because I feel like the stick, the yardstick, you know, for determining where you stand in the overall viewpoint of either liberal or conservative, or uh, Republican, I feel like that's been shifted completely. So I think we, we should talk about that, talk about how yes. the parties have changed, you know, and what they're looking forward to doing, uh, how Trump is doing, you know, all this, all the good stuff. Uh, so that's going to be yeah. part one. Part two is going to be FFA. And part three is going to be talking about growing up in the bus family in a family that is, you know, let, let, let's just say pretty big. I think that's a pretty accurate statement. Okay, yeah. Okay, so first of all, Michael, uh, well, we need to establish uh, what you are in terms of the, on the side. Are you Democratic, Republican, conservative, liberal? Well, liberal? I'm, gonna, I'm a conservative, um, and I, I really just hold freedom um, and individual liberty above all. So I, I think I'm really on the libertarian side of the spectrum, but I'm also I'm also – right-leaning conservative all right so do you think that there's been a I, I think that there is but i want to hear your opinion on it do you think that there's been a shift in the fact that in the democratic party at least since i myself for those of you who don't know i am a conservative democrat on like the middle left side of things but at this yeah. point you know i feel like i feel like the issue with this is the fact that even though i'm the middle left there's such a, like a shift that i feel like I'm almost a Republican at this point, you know, like it, I, that I, should never be. But do you think that that has actually happened now? Oh, I could. I, I really agree with you right there, because I think I think the the liberal side is and uh, the Democrat side is just going further and further left off the off the deep end. It's it's becoming less, less uh, democratic and more more just socialist. Yeah. And, uh, but do you think that that's necessarily a, can be a bad thing? You know, do you think that that could actually work for this country? I mean, I think that, uh, let me just say my thoughts on this. Okay, so I don't think yeah. socialism, I think socialism is the best thing in terms of principle, but it's never been run effectively. But at the same time, they've always had garbage leaders at the top, you know? I think if we're in America, I think socialism, it's going to work a little bit better than it would people expect it would be you know like i think socialism this is probably the best country that it would be running now that being said i'd still rather have the country as we are now but like you know i feel like it wouldn't be that bad considering all things considered what do you think michael do you think that socialism would have a place in this country i i really would hate to see a world where the united states was a socialist country and i just i feel like if i lived in that country myself i would I, I feel like there was a cage around me. I, I don't think, I think a lot of other people would feel the same way, but they just don't realize it yet. But you just 
socialism puts a cap on every single citizen's abilities to to go further and better themselves and and that's that's not what the united states wants and that's not what our founding fathers wanted you know we want everyone to be able to push themselves as far as they can and to create a better world for all of us but the problem the the big issue with socialism has always been the fact that even though in concept it's perfect it's never been run effectively you know so like social for those of you who don't know what socialism is it's basically where the government uh, help me out here Mike. it's basically uh where the government you know puts a cap on everything economically but you, everyone gets everything that they so it's like all the fruit would be yeah. spread out, all the money would be spread out you know like Everything would exactly. be spread out, but the government puts a cap on the spreading, if that makes sense. Everybody would have equal incomes no matter what they did, you know, no matter how hard they worked. Um, and, I mean, it wouldn't probably be actually equal, but I, I believe, like, like socialism is going to take at least 70% of your wealth and taxes at its full, like, whenever it's a full socialist country. And you know, but, like... The issue with socialism hasn't actually been the concept because the concept is everyone works to get everyone else's, you know, stuff, but like no one actually does the work, you know, like, if that makes sense, you know, because in other countries like uh, Russia, whenever they tested it, you know, like no one would actually work for other people because why would you want to feed another person's family, you know, exactly. so people would stop working. But That's what happens. And then everybody goes hungry. Yeah. And, and, and the then the country runs out of money. Yeah, so then every everything just goes to garbage just like that, you know? So it's like, I feel like this is the country, if you're going to test it to see if it truly has any place in the world, I think this would be the country because let's be honest here, you know, there's a lot of hard workers in this country and there's a lot of people who make a lot more money than other things. So like, let me give you an example. So I remember I had this argument with my parents. I, I think LeBron would be worth, you know, 500 million in excess. You know, I would pay for him because he doesn't only just play basketball for you and make you a contender. He sells a bunch of revenue as well, like sales, merchandise, tickets, you know. Yeah. He does a lot for the actual, and he does for the community, you know. So I think he, if you paid 500 million for an athlete, he's worth it, also, in your opinion, you know, because he's going to make you that money tenfold. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, but my parents seem to think no one is worth that money because so, it's like they're always arguing. It's like I work a hard job. It's like my dad is like I work a, a 12 to 5 job or whatever the amount is, like 9 to 5. And I always <laughs> work my butt off every day. And then you just see LeBron who's doing something that anyone could do, albeit better than anyone he thinks has done it other than like the all-time, all-time. But he says that like if you compare what you have to do, you know, like – you, you, it's simple compared to what he has to do, he believes. It's like, he says that, you know, no one should be worth that amount of money, no matter how much work they put in, you know, because he said that's <laughs> such a large amount of money that, you know, you can't ever justify giving 500 million to someone and setting them up for generations to come, you know, that, that's yeah. really friendly, you know, but I think that, you know, it, with socialism, if we were to do that, the athletes wouldn't make as much money as they would want to. And I think, Overall, I think some qualities would dip in the country, but I think, you know, in terms of revenue, there would be a lot less homeless people. There would be a lot less veterans who are having issues, you know. I think that socialism, albeit would be worse than we are right now, it wouldn't be as much worse as people think, in my opinion. I mean, the thing is, is you're right. Like, there'd be, there'd be a lot less homelessness and there'd be a lot less, you know, poor people or whatever, but that's, that's only going to last so long with a country full of people who don't want to work because their salaries are so low and 
And then once you get to the point that the country has run out of money to give their own people, and they're going to start running out of food to give their own people. And then it's going to go back to even worse than it ever started with. So do you think that the left side of things is doing things wrong? Then do What would you do differently if you were on the left side of things? If you were like, uh, you said you're a libertarian, but you also said that you're on the right side of things. You know, you, you want to see some yeah. change, but you don't want to see the bad types of change, if that makes sense, you know? So like, so, yeah, like it, social so if you were on the socialist side of things, what would you fix about the actual issue? Well, I think Nancy Pelosi herself needs to center the party because right now the entire Democratic Party has gone so far away. It used to be there used to be a line in on directly on each side of the line was the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. The Republican yeah. Party is still right on that line, but the Democrat Party has gone way left. Yeah, so like there were, I think as a Democratic myself, you know, I've been looking at a lot of these issues and it's like I used to be in support of these things, but like, they're just so far, like on one side, you know? So like, let me yeah. give you an example, right? So illegal immigration, you know, like everyone, I remember this in the democratic, uh, what's the, the democratic convention. I don't know if that's the, yeah. the DNC. Yeah. And so what ended up happening is that she, the woman who was doing the questionnaire stuff, she asked how many of you raise your hand if you have uh, a way to, uh, not influence, but incorporate, that's the word, incorporate illegal immigrants into your country. And everyone raised their hand. And it was like, I can understand it. You know, like if they're, they're coming to a country that's, you know, supposed to be for freedom, for, supposed to be for a chance at a better life. You know, I, I can understand. I think every person should have, you know, a way to be a citizen, regardless of where they're from, regardless oh, yeah. of how they came into the country. And I Unless don't they're think they a criminal that You know, like, yeah. I feel like they should be given a chance but I don't think that they should be given the right immediately as they get into the country. And that's what everyone was always like, yo, we got to do that. You know, it's like, that's, the I problem. completely agree. I feel like as stupid as this is going to sound, I think that Kanye actually has the best politics, you know, for the middle Democrat side, you know, like he's I agree. the closest one to everything, you know? So like another thing would be abortion, you know, like he said that it's like, he should make it like stricter, you know, but like, like after like 15 20 weeks because at that point the baby still can't think but like he said after that he said you should have the kid at that point he said that. i was like that that's reasonable you know like i think we can all agree that something such as abortion is a touchy topic because of all the things that come from it you know like you could get a situation where someone gets raped and then has the kid and at that point you're like yeah. okay they should have the choice you know but like if you if you have an issue where you're just like eight people you're like just going to town on people over and over and over it's like at that point just have the kids you know like it's your own fault for that happening you know it's one thing yeah. that, you know you it wasn't planned or you had like you were being safe but it didn't work out or you, as i mentioned you got raped but like i feel like if you get to a certain point you shouldn't you should have to have the kid you know and that's what was his thought process i was like this isn't that bad you know compared to what people think this guy is going to be you know, he's not actually looking like a joke, you know, like I fully yeah. expected him to be just an absolute idiot with all these politics, you know, <laughs> he's not doing that bad. Cause he, I remember he used in that abortion topic, he used to thought about whenever him and Kim Kardashian had Northwest, which is yeah. what they called their kid. And he said that they were really considering an abortion and his father was like, you got to get the kid aborted, but he wanted to have the kid. And so did Kim. So they actually decided, you know, like, this is our choice. We should have this kid. You know, oh, so yeah. like, so I feel like you know, stuff like that, you should be given the choice if you want, you know, what, what do you think about that, Michael? Do you think that the politics are, you know, 
there should be a fine line between liberal, conservative, conservative, and then right side. Do you think that that line should be more defined now? Or do you think that well, the way that we're going I, is not going to be? I don't think, I think the line's just going to get more and more blurry as the liberals go further and further left because there's so many people like you who are moderate Democrats who, who are starting to lean apparently to the right because, because of all these views that, and all these, all these things that these, uh, these higher liberals are saying. And it just sounds, it just sounds crazy. And, um, I mean, I don't, and I don't think people should have, like, I know abortion is a very touchy topic, but I don't think that, uh, taking away someone else's life is worth nine months. I don't think like it's nine months of your life compared to someone else's whole life. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, a decision like that, you know, it, it, it can completely change a person's life having a kid, you know, like, so the average person spends around a million dollars on their kid, you know, through the f- first 20 years of their life. That's not including government, you know, like that's not including college and the government spending, you know, the taxes and stuff on having the kid. That's not including that. That's a million dollars. Imagine being 19 years old and having I thought it was kid. like, you know, I like, mean, I, I, Hold on, wait, I'm going to have to pause it for a second. I I need to go clean my clothes. Give me a second. Okay. Okay, so guys, I just had an issue with laundry. So uh, we're back after, what, two-minute break? So, uh, man, where were we? Were we talking? I remember we were talking about abortion. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm just, uh, I was just saying that I don't, it's not, it's really just not worth it to take someone else's life away for nine months of your comfort yeah but at the same time you know like again it can literally ruin a person's life to have a kid you know it could set them back a a long time you know so that's a stigma yeah that's a stigma that people like you say and people like other people like there's a lot of a lot of women who are carrying a baby get told that exact thing and then end up killing their baby because they were told that exact thing you know, uh, it, like people, people told my aunt to do that. I have a cousin who's one year younger than me, like, and has been my best friend since we were little. And she, they were pressured to get an abortion and, you know, cause they thought, oh, it could ruin our life or whatever, but it was the best thing that ever happened to them actually, you know? I feel like if you're going to have a kid and you're not going to avoid it, you better be fully prepared to raise the human. That's always going to be an issue with having a kid in general. You know, like if you're not fully prepared to bring a, a living kid into the world, you shouldn't have it, you know, like, or you, you exactly. should play safe or you should, you know, like, again, as bad as it sounds, like, I think we can both agree. Abortion is immoral, like regardless of the situation, it's immoral to kill a person. No. Completely especially agree. before yeah. they're big, especially if they're not given a chance in life, you know, like, yeah, I think we can both agree that it's immoral, but I think you should, it should be up to the person's choice. You know, like we can debate it all we want, but we're never going to have that situation. Or at least I'm not. And I don't know about you. I don't know about you, yeah. about, but like, I, I feel like I'm never, but like, again, back to Kanye, he's like, he's like giving the middle grounds of everything while still being true to the democratic. So like, he's talking about yeah. how we're not going to do a socialist government but we're going to have a little bit more influence than what you like, what is right now in the economy. 
which I feel like it could help the economy to, you know, have some government stability right now, you know, like, well, have some money, and that's what, in, you know, have some people get by helping the market with specific market like oil, oil right now uh, was going down, you know, but because the government started to step in is like, we need to help this market right here. It started yeah. to go back up to where it normally is, you know, like, <laughs> if that makes sense, you know, like, I feel like he, he's actually not that far off of what I believe as a human being, you know, as a democratic person. You know? Yeah. And what you said about uh, Kanye West interfering, if he were president, you know, interfering in the, the economy or whatever. I mean, if you if you look at our economy the past four years, you can see the interference that Donald Trump has done in our economy that has just boosted it. So that's yeah. not, it's not really a, a socialist type thing. It's really just no, but like the socialist one is like full on, we're going in everything, you know, like that, exactly. that's, their, that's the problem with the left, fully left side is the fact that it's like, we're all in on this economy, you know, like we're touching everything. We're, instead of just, you know, like wiping down something like every once in a while, they're just like touching everything, wiping everything down over and over and over, you know, like. Exactly. That's oh, that's your small business. Oh, it's actually half mine. You yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. And, and then that's another thing. Small businesses don't. Don't get the uh, I, I'm I'm in my dad's small business right now talking to you and uh, small businesses in a socialist government would not get the say to do what they want with with themselves. Yeah, and, and that that would just cause it would it would not make growth for those businesses because how is the government going to know whenever they're you know in Washington or whatever? I you know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like he's talking about intervening with like the big, big boys, like Exxon Mobil and stuff like that. Like intervening a little exactly. bit, help them along. You know, like if he helps, like as much as small businesses help big businesses and big businesses help small business. You know, like he's helping the whole com country if he helps like one or two sections of the country. Exactly. If he like, helps, as much as people are hating on Trump, you know, like I feel like he's actually not done that bad of a job. You know, even though I'm a Democrat, even though I'm supposed to hate the man i mean i don't I, he's serving the country well in my opinion you know like as much as people are roasting him about like how he's handling covid which he has not handled it the best let's be honest here i, I don't think he's handled it as best as he could have you know you could have helped it earlier you could have you know enforced it earlier or enforced it like later on when like people were going out to protest without masks like if you're going out to protest six feet away all that stuff or just don't go out to protest anymore you know like even though he would have looked that's like that's still something that he doesn't him. believe in. Yeah, it's like even though he, it would have he would have made him like perceived as more of a villain than he already is. You know, like it would have helped. You know, and look where we are now. Like I don't think people are saying it because I don't think people want to say it. But the reason there's been a second spike is because people went out to protest. You know, like yeah. I don't think that if you're gonna protest, do something like they did in Michigan. You know, even though they protested the government and all this stuff, you know, they had the right to do that. And they at least stayed six feet away and people were, had their masks on. You know, like, if you're going to protest, do it right. You know, like, be safe with it, you know, especially in a time where there's a literal pandemic, a literal virus going around killing people like crazy. You there's know, two like, different ways to look at how Donald Trump has handled the COVID pandemic also. Because you, you said, you know, I mean, and you tried to get me to agree with you on him not handling it the best way. But I really think... You know, every other country has been, their presidents have been putting fear into them just as their media has been, you know, making them worry about it. Whenever Donald Trump, he, 
he has been an anti-masker. I'm an anti-masker because I, 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 again, I, I hold individual freedom above all. I'm not going to go near someone that could could catch this virus and that someone who could catch this virus and, and die from it. I don't think they should be out. They should be at home, and that's that's what everyone can probably agree on. Um, but also, Donald Trump, I think he's handled this better than anyone because who was the first person that you heard say hydroxychloroquine? That was Wait, what? Trump. Hydroxychloroquine, the drug that uh, that the media is saying doesn't work. Don't use hydroxychloroquine. Donald Trump's bad. Stuff yeah. like because because he mentioned it and said it, it was it could be a possible cure, and then there this lady who actually used hydroxychloroquine and saved over three hundred people's lives. She's be called. She's being called out, and there's they're just trying to discredit anyone who actually uh, proves that this drug works just because Donald Trump put it out there, and he'd get credit. Oh. I don't think, again, I think he's handled it well. I, I don't think that he, I think he could have handled it better, especially with the protests, you know, and especially with like at the start, you know, not letting, you know, the, doing all the immigrant policies that people do on the U.S. I think as bad as it would have been, I think it would have actually helped to not have the Chinese infiltrate, you know, like have some of the people come in and get sick, you know, even if they weren't unaware or weren't aware that they were sick, they still came into the country with the virus, you know, I think that there should have been, you know, a testing or something like that. You know, I think that's partially why, you know, we're upset with China because they, they quarantined the whole country. Like no one could go anywhere except for other countries, if that makes sense. You know, like that's why no one likes the Chinese right now is literally because, yeah. of that. you know, I think and that he should have done that, except he would have closed off the borders of the country as well. You know, I think as much as this country is for free chance, what chances there going to be if there's no one left in the country, if that makes sense, that hasn't been affected by this. You know, like, I feel like if he had handled the protests, if he had handled the Black Lives Matter a little bit better, you know, I know no justice, no peace. There is never going to be any justice that's fully, fully comprehensible. And I think everyone knows that at this point. You know, like, it, we're never going to have our justice where, like, no racism is in the country. You know, like, exactly. there's always going to be racist. You know, like, as bad as that is, you know, there always is going to be racist. But I think exactly. he could have handled that situation a little bit better, you know, come harder on the person, you know, done a bit more of an investigation, you know, especially with the Minneapolis stuff, you know, like that whole, uh, that whole state just went to garbage so quickly, you know, like, I don't know if yeah. you saw it, but like the police would go by and just gas spray people when they weren't doing anything, you know, like it, it was just bad, you know, like, I feel like it should have been handled way quicker. I think it should have been handled with more uh, strict rules, you know, like, I'm not saying he did a bad job, you know, like, I don't know how anyone would react in that situation. I don't know if anyone would do better than yeah. he would do. But like, I feel like it, as a person looking on the outside and just seeing all the chaos and being disgusted with the human race, I just wish he would have acted quicker and he would have acted with more force, you know, like he has the right to do it as the president of the United States, you know, like he's the person that's supposed to govern the, the police or govern the citizens and help help the police, you know, do their jobs properly. But, you know, they just weren't doing their jobs, you know, like this police are there to protect us, not to hurt us. You know, that's just my thoughts, you know. I don't know if you look at it differently or if you have a different view. Do you want to say if you have a different view? I mean, yeah, I, I somewhat do. Uh, I know that there is there is bad police. And yeah, yeah I, definitely. I met just bad as much police. good police as there are bad police, you know. that For every good police, there's going to be one, you know, like, 
I don't think anyone's disagreeing. But I think the problem with the police now is the defunding them as much as it's like great to sound, you know, to say it's going to make more bad police. It's not going to work. You know, it's just not. Yeah. Like, that's why, you know, like, uh, people think that the good cops are, like, ignoring the bad cops. No. They hate the bad cops as much as we do, you know? Like, yeah. saying that, you know, that, that they're going to be bad and stuff, you know, like, because, that they're all because bad. Because they get labeled you know? bad. False. Yeah. They're not, they're not all bad. Some of the cops that I've met are, like, the nicest people that you'll ever meet. Like, the stereotypical fat black cop is, like, the funnest dude on the street, you know? Like, he's the guy that's exactly. kind of, you just go up and like dap up with your elbow now, you know, instead of like, <laughs> actually dapping them up. But like, you know, like those people are like some of the nicest people you meet, you know, it's like, it's yeah. the same issue with the gay people, you know, like I, I'm not gay myself, but like, I know some people who are, and they just get prosecuted just because of the fact that they're gay. You know, like these people are some of the nicest people that you'll ever meet, you know, saying oh, yeah. that, denying their right and denying their beliefs and denying, or in this case for the police, denying their abilities to protect, you know, like, it's not going to do anyone good. It's just going to cause more harm, more hate, more issues, and a lot more of a headache for everyone. Yeah. Everyone's just going to be appalled by it. You know, like, I feel like if you're a gay person, a black person, or a policeman in this country, this is the worst time to be that. You know, like, because there's so many issues in this country right now. At this point, we're closer to, you know, destroying ourselves than we are to helping the world, you know? Yeah. Um. I mean, I think that there's... I also think that there is bad gay people as well as bad black people as well as bad cops. Yeah, like the gay people who always throw their that they're gay right up in your face over and over, or the the and black then, people who constantly rob, you know, like who who haven't found a way to fix themselves, or the policemen yeah. that, as we saw in the George Floyd case, literally hold a man to death, you know, strangle a man to death. Yeah, I just I think like the bad gay people are the ones who who put uh put all their ideologies into children's head because i think children should should be able to decide whether they're gay or not i mean because then you'll have you'll have a bunch of children who are quotation marks gay whenever they they actually aren't and nothing's messed up in their head like that and you know yeah, so an example for that would be like Spongebob, you know, like if people are now saying Spongebob is gay when it's like, he's literally a sponge. He's not gay. Yeah, like, he's asexual, you know, like exactly. he's neither, you know, he's not gay or straight, he's asexual, you know. Yeah. It's like, stop putting that in their heads, you know, it's like, it's a kid show. Let them decide yeah. whatever they want to believe. If they want to believe Spongebob's gay, let them decide that for themselves, you know, like, we shouldn't exactly. influence them, you know, it's like, come on now. Mm, it just, it just promotes these these ideologies in their head and it, I don't know, it messes up the next generation. So like another issue with the political parties is, you know, the views on gunpoint. So I want to hear what you think. What do you think should be uh, the gun rights? You know, like, do you think that the second amendment should like still has a place in this country, especially in this time right now, you know, where everyone has a gun in Texas seemingly where they, they have, you step on your, your yard, you're going to get shot at it seems. Tell me more than people think it does. Tell me if you know what I mean by this. I should be able to own a tank if I wanted to. Wait, are you saying that you know it's like any arms fires that you like? If I think that you're trying to like hit at the Second Amendment, it's like you think I don't think I think that you're trying to hit that like people are being unreasonable with their gun rights. You know, 
I think that's well, what you mean. I'm, I'm telling you I should be able to own a tank if I want to. I don't think the government should restrict the Second Amendment whatsoever. I think that it would make America a safer place. But why would you want to own it? What good is going to come from you owning a tank? It's a tank. I'm not. I'm just saying if I wanted it. Dude, I, if I had a bunch of land and I was actually rich, I would want to own a tank, actually. And I'd, like, I'd shoot stuff and I'd have a bunch of fun. Like, you wouldn't want to, you would want to own a tank, I swear. Wouldn't you? Yeah, obviously, I'd love to have a tank, but it's a tank. Why would I want to have a tank? Okay, we're getting up. But, like, I think <laughs> there should be gun rights, but I think it should be very strict on it. You know, you should, I remember I see, saw some on, like, people of Walmart. I don't know if you saw that red thread or if you know about that. But basically, it was literally a guy, you remember in Happy Gilmore where it said, guns don't kill people, I kill people? That shirt, the guy with that shirt on? Do you remember yeah. that? The dude had that exact shirt on and he was buying a gun. It was like, you should have to do a very te a test to show that you are able to own a gun and that you will be safe with the gun, you know, and you should have more strictness on what type of guns you should buy, you know, like, or, or what type of armory, weaponry, whatever you want to call it, you know, like, you should not be, able, if, as a U.S. citizen, you should not be allowed to buy a tank. That is a government, you know, vehicle that is used for, as a weapon of destruction, you know, like, you should well, not be allowed to own a tank. You should not be allowed to own a bomb. You should not be allowed to, like, you know, own a, a, a freaking um, machine gun. Like, no one should be allowed those types of things. A bazooka, like, you shouldn't be allowed those types of levels. You know, a pistol, you know, a, a blunt I, shotgun. I, I, I think I really there should be a, a restriction on something about that. You know, like, you shouldn't be allowed every single arm fire in the book. You know, like, you should not be able to buy an atomic bomb. You know, just like well, that. yeah, for sure, and that's that's something I, I agree with. You shouldn't be able to buy an atomic bomb, but something that I disagree with is you should. You said you should be able to own a, a machine gun, and I disagree with that. I think if if people, if someone, and also I think gun restrictions, there shouldn't be any gun restrictions because if a criminal wants to kill someone, they're going to get their hands on a gun, whether it's legal or not, and kill someone, you know? And then if they're, if they're at the point where they're going to kill someone, they must already have it on their record that they've done some crazy stuff in the past because they're not just going to be a normal citizen and then just go kill someone. So if they have stuff on their record from the past, they're not going to be able to go to the store and buy a gun. You know, you have a felony, you can't buy a gun. No matter what. I think, you know, like, regardless of what we do, yeah, you're right. The criminal is always going to be able to get the gun, you know, regardless of what we do. But at the same time, you know, like, I, if we're, if they're firing on us with the machine guns and we're firing on them with machine guns, you know, like, how are we better than them? We're literally doing the exact thing that they're doing, which is purchasing a machine gun and firing it on someone and potentially taking multiple lives, you know, like. Well, I, if I you like, take a, pers a murderer's life, you're not a bad person. But you, you just ruined your own guilty, you ruined your own conscience, you know, regardless if you saved, you're going to have that thought for the rest of your life, you know, I actually killed a person with the machine gun, you know, it's like, I feel like in order to protect people's sanity, in order to protect people's lives, I think that there should be more strictness. Uh, I think that if you're a policeman, and you're a store owner, or if you're someone who is at large for a robbery, for a gunpoint, you know, I think you should have unlimited arms to that, you know, I think that you should be allowed to get whatever you deem necessary to help protect you and your store and your family. But if you're an average person in the house, you know, the odds are of them picking your house is very, very small already. 
But imagine if you're in a neighborhood of like a hundred people, you literally have a 1% chance that, you know what, this is the house I'm going to go and rob, you know, like, I feel like you shouldn't have to have a machine gun to feel safe. I feel like you should have other ways to feel safe, either like a dog or pets and, you know, let you know, an alarm, you know, next to be next to a police station, having like a, an own gun, you know, like a pistol or uh, uh, a shotgun. Be, I'd like, rather I be safe like, than sorry. Yeah, obviously you'd rather be safe than sorry and have a gun, you know, like, but I don't think that you should be allowed every arm in the book, you know, like, I think there should be a limit, you know, stuff that the government, like AK-47s, why the heck would I need an assault rifle, you know, it's like, why would oh, I want to get an assault rifle? I'll tell rifle? you why, for, for hog hunting, I mean, we have an AK, we, we don't, we're actually building an AK-47 right now, it's AK-47s aren't machine guns, like, what it sounds like you think they are, it's a semi-automatic rifle, like, yeah. Like a like a mini fourteen, which a mini fourteen doesn't look scary, but it's the same thing as an AK forty seven. But I think that if you have that, you should have like a, a thing in. Okay, so let's put this in. Like as for in soccer, you know, like if you're gonna buy a player, you have the option to loan them in for two years, and then you you either have an obligation to buy or you can give it back. You know, I feel like that should be in a, a situation with the guns. You know, if you want to loan in a gun for like a hunting, like as you mentioned, a hunting scenario. You should be allowed to do that. But if you're building a gun from scratch, you know, like anyone can build a machine gun, you know, like anyone can build a bazooka. It's just, the only issue is finding the ammo, you know, like, and it doesn't take that much if you know how to get on the dark web, you can buy anything, you know, like, I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to do that without government, you know, oversight, you know, like, if you, if someone who is like, someone can pass the test, you know, but still be like, absolutely insane. We just don't know it, you know, like, I don't feel like those people should be able to touch a gun, you know, like, you have to prove to the psychologist that you are perfectly sane, you know, psych oh. you have to get, like, hypnotized and people able to know, I feel like there should be a lot more restrictions if you're going to build a gun or if you're going to own a gun, you know, like, there should be government restrictions on both of those, you know, hunting, I'll tell rifle, you, why. you know, like, I feel like if you have a bow and arrow, fine, whatever, you know, like, I think that's something that, you know, anyone should be able to own, you know, if you, if you know how to fire a bow and arrow, you should be able to own, you know, like that. That's just my. Yeah. Um, I mean, I if if you, the, I'll tell you why I'm building my AK-47, and it's because I see the left in this country going further and further. They're they're attacking, they're attacking white people, they're attacking male people, they're attacking gun owners, and I'm I'm worried that one day the government is going to try to take our guns away. And I'm not going to let that happen. That's why, that's why I have my guns in the first place, because if they try to take my guns, I will use my guns to make sure they do not take them. Yeah, you have the right to do that. You have the right to take arms against the government if you see that it is not serving you anymore. But that's the issue. You know, what constitutes them not serving you anymore? Is it the fact that they're trying to take away your guns? Or is it the fact that they're turning into a tyrannical system? You know, like... Uh, taking over or not serving you anymore has different connotations to everyone. To me, it's like, you know, they're, they're raising my taxes by an extortion amount, which I do not, yeah. as a Democrat, I do not agree with the tax rates. You know, I do not think that that should be a thing. Even yeah. though we make college free, you know, the potential, like in Germany, it's like college is free, you know, everyone can go to college. You know, I think that should be something that is in this country, but I don't think at the cost of raising everything else and extortion and the prices, you know, like, but like, that's my definition of this country is not serving me anymore. I need to protest about that in some way, shape or form, you know, like that's my idea. But to you, it's take away guns to someone else. It could literally be, you know, 
the dude's not wearing a mask. Let's let's kill him. Well, you know, that, that's the issue with this country. You know, like that's the issue with the Second Amendment. Is it's not precise. You know, like, it's left open interpretation. How do you think the government is not serving you anymore? And how do you take arms against it? You know, like that's the issue with it. If you have a machine gun, you're gonna do a lot more damage on the random police officer than they are gonna do on you. Odds are, unless you absolutely have no clue what to fire at them. You know. Yeah. If you have an AK-47, you automatically have a better weapon than a pistol. Like, unless it's a Desert Eagle or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like if you, there's, there should be restrictions on that level. You know, like, you should not be able to have a better arms fire than an actual policeman who is meant to protect the streets. You know, like, that should not be a thing. Well, that is a thing, and I'll tell you where it is a thing. It's a thing where criminals own those guns. And it, it's only there. Because... Yeah. Person, no normal person who, who just wants to have a machine gun, say they have a, an illegal machine gun, they're not going to go try to kill a police with it. I mean, these guns are acquired. And but what if a person acquires them from you? You know, like, it, that's the issue with it. If you have a machine gun, it's liable to get stolen or it's liable yeah. to get forced off of you. You know, like... That's true. Um, and then at that point, you know, you're just trusting whatever deity you believe in, you know, to save you at that point from not giving it to the wrong person. Maybe that person just had a terrible day and they need to own a machine gun for a day and they'll give it back to you. Maybe you get lucky, you know, but like at that point, you're just hoping that for the best, you know, that that machine gun doesn't end up killing hundreds of people like in Las Vegas, where it's like he had an assault rifle and was just picking everyone off over and over and over and over, you know, like if, I feel if like- If you own a machine gun, you have to, um, you have to- Sniper. Yeah. I meant sniper, but you know what I mean. Like, if you have a gun that's able, capable of taking hundreds of people's lives or, or injuring hundreds of people and killing many more, you know, like, you shouldn't be able, a citizen of the United States should not be allowed to have that ability to kill a person's life like that, you know, other than like a pistol. You know, that makes sense if it's a pistol and it's killing someone, you know, like, or a shotgun and it's killing someone. But to have an assault rifle, a machine gun, a, a bazooka, a, a uh, sniper rifle if you're not in the military you should not have that ability you know you shouldn't have something that's on the level of a military aspect you know what do you qualify as a sniper rifle because i have a, a deer rifle that is calibered in a 30-06 and it it looks like a sniper rifle but i think i think that's one of the most necessary guns because if, if the government goes to to crap people are going to be able to need to live off the land and shoot deers and whatever they need to eat. I constitute a sniper rifle uh, as something with a, a serious scope that can shoot from up to two miles. That, that's my definition of a pure sniper rifle. Yeah, so you mean something that has like a, like a, a really big caliber, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't mean like a deer hunting rifle. Like, if you're deer hunting, fine, go ahead. You know, I think, again, I think there should be regulations. I think you should have like a loan on that, you know, like if you want to hunt deer for three months, take a three month loan, you know, you get the gun for free for three months or you pay like $10 for three months, you know, and you get unlimited ammo, however much ammo you think you need, you get that amount of ammo. You know, I feel like if you do that, fine, go ahead. You know, like you're hunting deer, you're in the wilderness, you're going to need some protection, you know, go ahead, have a deer hunting rifle, you know, like, but if you have the ability to have something that's like 50, 60 caliber, you know, and can hit someone from 30 miles away in the wind on the dead, you know, like, you should not be allowed to have that. No one should be allowed to have that, regardless of it. All right, yeah. but 
It's time to move on, Michael. We've been at this for like 40 minutes. Uh, talking yeah, for sure. Things. So let's talk FFA, my man. So first all of all, right. uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Michael is in FFA. I think he mentioned that at the start. So Michael, could you give a brief overview of FFA? Um, FFA stands for Future Farmers of America, and you need to be in a agriculture class to join FFA. Um, so what classes are on offer very quickly? Can you go over some of the classes that you know of? Yeah, there's, there's uh, equine science, and that's about horse, that's horse science, you know, there's floral design, there's, uh, there's a bunch of, there's like science classes that are just science of all animals. There's yeah, environmental science or something like that. Does that count? Yeah, AP environmental science or something. That's what I'm taking next year, actually. And it's an ag class. Yeah. But it also counts as an AP science class. So you have to be in an agricultural class to do FFA? Yes. So what yeah. do you do in FFA, quite frankly? Like, what, I, I'm not in FFA, so I'm, I'm not going to speak on much on this. I'll give you, I'm going to take the view of the audience and be like the absolute noob that has to know everything. So what do you do in FFA? <laughs> I mean, so FFA, if you, if you join FFA, it's because you want to raise uh, a pig or a lamb or a cow or a, a goat. goat. Yeah. yeah or, or other people raise chickens. They're called broilers um, or turkeys or rabbits. Um, and it's just, it's a really, it's a good character building, um, uh, I guess. Exercise. Ooh. activity yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so uh, how do you how do you believe do you think it you think it builds character how do you think it does that well i mean whenever i have a lamb i don't i only have a lamb from like uh september to may but um or september to like february i think but i have to get up you know earlier than i do already for school and feed my lamb and then i have to be there you know, if you're if you're dedicated, you have to be there and you have to work with your animal and you have to really care about it. And, you know, people some people are there, you know, four times a day. You only have to be there two times to feed. Yeah. And, um, and the, these people I see there four times a day, they're they're like. They're the best people I know, really. They they're like super dedicated and they have jobs, too, that they have to be at. And they pay for all their animal stuff, and uh, it's it's a it's just a really good group of people, also. So, do you think that raising an animal would be a good way to determine if you're capable, not just of like raising another creature, you know, like a pet or something, but like being a good friend, being a good brother, heck, even being a good parent? Do you think that's a good indicator of how good of you are at that job, you know, of raising something? Do you think that raising a pet could be a stepping stone for some people, you know, to be a better brother, to be a better friend, better sister, better mother or father in the future? Do you think it, that that is the gateway? It makes you a better person all around. I mean, I, I just, cause you, you just have to be dedicated and you have to put in hard work and a lot of other people don't, don't do that because they're not an FFA and it's, I know like there's different activities. I was in marching band, but I, I did not learn near as much from marching band as I did in FFA. 
So could you go through the day of an FFA person? So like, just go through an average day, you know, like a free day for you of FFA, you know, like where it's, your only thought is, I got to take care of my pig, cow, goat, whatever you raise. Well, in the morning, I would, you know, I'd wake up. What time do you wake up? Well, I usually, like, if it's it's during school year, so it's on, like, a feeding schedule where I feed it around 7 a.m. or something. Um, but I'm on um, – but then you would get up, you'd, you'd walk it around, you know, you'd work with it. And these animals are super stubborn. I mean, they have, they have a pea brain. They don't really know anything. And you have to teach them how to stand and how to walk with you and all this stuff. And you have to make them practically like a dog, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> and then uh, – you people have to at least once a week you'd be driving to the feed store which is over on 2978 which you know a 30 minute drive or something like that and you either you pick up feed at least or and you'd have to pick up shavings and all this other stuff you have to take care of your pen along with your animal um there's just a lot of stuff that goes with it so could you detail the process of trying to train, basically to make your goat, cow, dog, pig, whatever you raise? Um, could you go through the process, like what did you have to do to uh, make them like a dog, to make them ready for, I presume, a show? I think that's what you had to have to do, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, trade away the goat or trade away the goat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, could you detail the process for those people who, don't, like me, don't know what, like, what you have to do? Like, what did you do for like specifically to help raise Treyway to be, you know, capable of doing this? So at the beginning, you know, you just, you have a halter, which is like a leash for a lamb and it hates that thing. And you have to put it on its head and it it won't even try to, it won't even get near you whenever it gets, whenever you get in its pen, it'll go to the other side. So you have to, yeah, for a couple of weeks, you literally sit in your pen, just getting to know your animal and slowly they'll come up and you know sniff you or whatever if you make any movements they'll run away but uh eventually you start trying to halter break them you put them on the halter and they're super stubborn they're jumping everywhere but you just drag them wherever you want to go and once you drag them enough they just give up and they start walking with you and their halter broken and uh so then you can take your animal where you need to take it. So you'd go to, uh, like, at least once a week, I'd go weigh my animal on the scale that they have at the barn. And then at least twice a week, I'd use the, there's a, there's a treadmill for four lambs and goats that you, like, put them in and you, like, speed it up or slow it down or whatever. You make them use the treadmill. You make them go backwards on the treadmill too, so they're really comfortable with their leg movements. And then once they're like really comfortable with that, you keep you always work them on the treadmill because they need to stay lean and you know like muscular. Uh, Basically. Yeah, and and then once you know you're coming around show, you need to uh, start working on shutting it and setting it up which means you know putting it in front of you making it you know like 
lean back and show all of its muscles by itself. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the gist of it, I guess. So is there any tips and tricks that you recommend? If so, if someone was to do FFA, what would you be a tip or trick you would give, you know, to help get you the trust of the animal, to help the animal do the routine easier, to help, you know, speed along the process, you know, what would be a tip or trick that you'd recommend? Or tips so, and or tricks that you'd recommend to do? The number one thing really is just spending time with your animal. Because once you develop a relationship with them and they actually, they end up liking you, you know, and you have this relationship with them, they'll, they'll walk with you, whether you have a halter or not. And, you know, if you have, if you spend enough time with them, they're going to, you know, eventually you're going to earn their trust eventually. Yeah. And, and just the more time you spend with them, it just, it just makes them work better with you. So, so do you think that uh, the specific type of animal affects what, how you train them? Or do you think that every animal should be trained the same? Well, no, I mean, the specific type of animal definitely affects that. Cause so could you go into detail on like, how a lamb would different from a goat or how a, a, a goat would different from a pig? Um, so lambs and goats differ because goats are more just like they're smaller and they're, they're more of like a puppy dog. Lambs are dumber and more skittish. And whenever you get a goat, you can just, you can touch it immediately and pick it up and it'll nearly walk with you immediately. Um, and, you know, and then with a pig, with a pig, all you have to do is just work on walking it and getting it fat and strong, but only fat. Uh, so I don't know. do you think that it, for a smaller person that uh, something like a goat would be better than something like a lamb? Do you think that the size of the person should be taken into account for the size of the animal? Or do you think yeah. that you can be allowed to raise like a cow, a horse, or a, a lamb, or a pig, you know? Or do you think that that should be a thing that you should take into account if you're going to do it? Well, I mean, there was a five-foot-tall freshman who raised a cow this year, and the cow is probably ten times its weight at the end of it. Dang. Uh, but he, I mean, he handled that cow, made it move around, made it his cow, and that cow knew it. Um, that but, well, that cow knew it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then, but in the past, while picking our lambs, um, I, I've seen, you know, smaller girls, uh, girls especially, you know, uh, pick smaller lambs. That doesn't mean that they're worse lambs, but just smaller lambs, still with good bone structure and muscles, but they're just easier to handle. And I've always had big lambs and they even, you know, I'm like 140 pounds and they still, they still move me around pretty good. So do you think that this could, if you're going to be an FFA, it should be a hobby or do you think if you're going to be an FFA, it should be, you know, a full time, I'm paying attention to this thing all the time, you know, like, or do you think that, you know, it should just be, ah, I have a pig. That's cool. Um, well, if you're one of those people who just say, oh, I have a pig, that's cool. I don't think you should be an FFA because you're not, you don't deserve to. 
I mean, you're not dedicated enough and you don't deserve that pig. That's a, that's a living pig right there that, that needs like, that needs at least some time with you. And yeah. But like, do you think if, like, if you take care of the pig, but it's like more of just a secondary thing. So like for me, if I were to do FFA, it would be a secondary thing. Since I'm in DECA, I would put DECA over FFA. I would still spend time with the pig, obviously, you know, like you, you can't do that and not spend time with the pig. But do you think if you're in like something else that it put, you put it over FFA, do you think that you should still be in FFA or do you think it should, you should not just do it? No, I don't think, I, I think if you were going to put something, some other school activity over FFA, I don't think you should do it. Um, I was in my sophomore year of high school, I was in marching band and FFA raising a lamb. And I would have to tell my band directors sometimes, hey, I have to leave this competition early because I have to go pick out my lamb. You know, I have to, I have to go, uh, it's a work day at the barn. We have to clean up. I can't go to practice today. And my band directors would work with me because they know themselves that it's more important. Than the, the actual band, because like you're raising a literal living animal, you know, like. Exactly. Regardless exactly. of think you're literally raising something you know to to do some purpose in life you know other than eat sleep and then take a dump everywhere you know like you're raising it to be <laughs> a better animal in their animal society you know like at the end of the day i think if you this is as someone who's an outsider to ffa i've seen the people who are passionate about ffa they are pretty passionate you know like these people care about these animals and they probably can make a career out of either raising a farm animal or being a veterinarian for those, these types of animals, you know, like yeah. people care about these animals. I think if you don't care about your animal, maybe not as much as them, you know, because there are some crazy people who care, like they're diehard, yeah. you know, like, but like if you're, if you care about the animal, you should do it. If you don't care about the animal as much as something else, I don't think you should do. That's just my personal opinion. I'm sure. Yeah, you I, I agree. Yeah. So do you think that if you're an FFA, that you could actually like if you are well trained enough that you could have actually you know own your own farm or do you think that that's a little bit too high of a step and that you should try and do other animals like for you do you try and do different animals or do you just stick to one animal i actually there's like a lot of people do it um they just, there's some people who just raise lambs and they've raised lambs their whole high school some people have multiple lambs at, at the same time too and there's people who just raise pigs, you know. I think the first animal that you pick, you're probably going to end up doing the rest of your high school career. Why um, is that? Multiple animals. Um, you you kind of just... Grow attached to the breed? That makes sense? Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, I've I have a, I, I've had lambs, right? But I... I was thinking about having a lamb and a goat or a lamb and a pig this year or just a pig or a, just a goat. But I went, I went with just a lamb because I mean, I, I don't know. You, you find out what you like so much about it and what you dislike about the other ones. Like I don't want to have a goat because, because it's not, it's not as hard of work as the lamb. Like that lamb is bucking everywhere trying to get loose. And I don't want to have a pig because their stalls are just a mess. It's what about just, cows? And I would have a cow, but so this year, um, our, our ag teacher didn't tell us in time 
to get a cow. You have to get a cow like in May instead of in the next school year. Why is that? Because uh, since they take longer to grow, you just have to raise them longer. And and then you, you show them at different shows too. So you like show them from like May to May the next year. Oh. So oh. do you think that as a person, as you just mentioned, that you want to work hard, do you think that if you were to raise a farm, you would only have lambs? Or do you think that, you know, FFA has opened your eyes that you would be willing to try other animals, you know, even though it might not be as hard, you would be willing to try? Or do you think that, you know, I mean, if you're an FFA and you stick to one animal that you're, you're never going to raise another animal like that, you know? I, I only didn't do multiple animals just because I didn't want all that on my plate. Um, I would have done a lamb and a cow, but, you know, and that would have been a lot of work, but I would have done it but I just wasn't able to. Um, I think like if I were to own a farm, I'd have, I'd have every single farm animal you could have, you know, cause I'd want to want to have as much as I could, you know? Yeah. But, uh, Wait, hold up. I got to go get my clothes out of the dryer this time. Hold up. All right. <laughs> all right. We're back. Uh, Mike, are you still there? Michael. Hey, my bad, my bad. Um, <laughs> here, let me go close my door real quick. Well, I can't see it. Your room. Okay, there you go. All right, there we go. I'm back. <laughs> All right, we're back. Oh, where were we? We were talking about FFA and raising other animals. So do you think yeah. if you're going to raise another animal that – if you were to raise multiple animals, correction, that it's going to be harder than, you know – raising multiple animals of the same species? Or do you think that if you're going to raise two different animals, it's going to be the same experience? Well, it's not going to be the same experience because if you have, say if I had two lambs and I know people have had two lambs, you know, you're, you're in the same pen, you use the same feed. You just have to buy double and, uh, and then you use the same techniques to make them learn. And, if you have two different animals, you're going to have, especially if you have a cow, because a cow is the work of two small animals, you know, um, then you're going to have to have that different feed for that animal. You're going to probably have to put different uh, things in the bottom of their pen. And uh, I, yeah, it'd, it'd be different than just having two of the same species. I didn't think we'd actually dang dude we've been doing this for like an hour basically <laughs> that's crazy yeah it's been a while all right is there anything else that you got on your you know do you want to go on any rants on anything not really i don't have i don't have too much to talk about ffa really i mean it's just like yeah i'm a country boy i like to raise a lamb yep i don't know all right I so like i guess I mean, I got nothing else on the docket. I mean, we could talk, you know, being raised a bud, but I guess if we want to do another episode, that, that'll probably be another thing. Yeah, that'd be cool with me. All right, so uh, that will conclude this episode of In The Zone. Uh, thank you to Michael on that side uh, for participating. Thank uh, you, Nick. Is there anything else you'd want to, you know, say to the audience? Um, no, not really. I mean, thanks for listening to us today. Um, and keep listening to Nick's, Nick's podcasts. All right, that's the good stuff.
Ow, I just hit, I don't know if you heard that. I just hit my, my toe against the, the table that I'm on against. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for watching and see ya.